Well, let's um, let's just start, uh, settle in, have you introduce yourself for us. Mm-hmm. My name is Lewis, and I am a can of GoTo Cola. That's a store brand. Mm-hmm. GoTo, G-O-2, Cola. So, so it's similar to Coca-Cola. Similar. People call it a knockoff. I've been called the best of the worst. You know, if uh, you wanted to get my honest opinion, I believe in a blind taste test. Your average person wouldn't be able to tell the difference between me and a can of regular Coca-Cola, but... Yeah, uh, bottom shelf. We can describe it comfortably as bottom shelf. I'm at peace with that. Literally on the... Most of the time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Today we have something very special for you. It's not a regular episode of The Truth. It's actually a brand new Radiotopia show called Everything is Alive. It's an innovative new show that I love that interviews inanimate objects. And today we'll learn all about a generic can of cola named Lewis. Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. Okay, now back to Everything is Alive. Well, um, I, there's there's a lot I want to talk to you about today. Do you need any, do you need water or anything? No, no, not, I'm I'm completely self contained. I want to ask you about your time before you ended up in the fridge yeah. you're in now. So you um you I take it were you were in a supermarket? Yep. And where where were you? I was in a Safeway. I was bought at a case. So there were uh, 24 of us. We were all purchased together, and actually. Uh, uh, our next residence was a bowling alley for a 12-year-old birthday party. Uh, I saw most of the rest of my case drunk at that party. I was not drunk. I was saved for later and brought home and uh, put into a refrigerator and then forgotten about for a few months, placed in the back of the fridge. Sure. I froze in the fridge. I was in the very back, and uh, the temperature got very cold. I didn't freeze all the way through, but... Uh, I had a frozen couple of weeks. Pretty you chilling. Were, you were slushy inside? I was slushy inside. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I had a brief adventure when they realized I was still in the fridge and they took me out for a road trip. I got to sit in the front seat cup holder, you know? Yeah. And I took a little fun road trip uh, down to Florida and then back again. And they never got around to drinking me on that trip. And they put me back in the fridge and that's where I've been ever since. It sounds like you were almost chosen so many times. Yeah. Yeah. What does it feel like when you're, say, at this birthday party and you're waiting for your moment? Have you ever seen the movie Jaws? Yeah. So you know the story that that Robert Shaw tells to Roy Scheider and uh, the other guy. Anyway, you know the story about the USS Indianapolis where he's in the water and the sharks are coming and he's waiting to be picked off and he's waiting and having that long dark night and one by one is seeing his friends go. That's kind of what it was like for me. It was terrifying. 
And on the one hand, I was very angry at human beings for being in this position to consume us. And then on the other hand, I was also very angry. How come you didn't want to consume me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you when you think about being consumed by a human, mm-hmm. do you think about the human that you want to be in? <laughs> if and when I'm finally consumed, I hope I'm consumed by someone who enjoys it. Mm-hmm. But I like to imagine that if you're drunk immediately, that instead of being a painful process, there's the sort of first moment of relief, the can is cracked open. All of this internal fizzing that I have going on finally has somewhere to go. Just sort of drowned out from your external can and you have that last moment where you're fulfilling your purpose and beginning to blend in with this human being and you become part of their story. Truthfully, here's how I expect to go, assuming that I am consumed. I'm expecting it's going to happen in the middle of the night when I'm not waiting for it and someone's going to open the fridge and pull me out and that'll be that. It would be nice to be poured into a nice big pint glass, you know. Frosty mug would be a pretty good way to go. That'd be pleasant, you know. I doubt that's going to happen, though. They don't reserve frosty mugs for go-to colas. That's just another one of those facts of life. How did you see Jaws? Oh, uh, the human being who lives in my house was watching Jaws. They took me out of the fridge and kept me on the table. And I thought, this is it. This is my big moment. Kind of part of me. There was the Robert Shaw scene where he's telling the story of the Indianapolis. And I was thinking, boy, this is just too perfect. This would be amazing. He was reaching for me. He was going to go for me. And then at the last minute, uh, you know, uh, another human being came into the house and scolded him on not drinking soft drinks. So he put me back in the fridge. Wow. Yeah. That would have been perfect, huh? Mm. Yeah. You know, I I should ask you, there's a lot of talk right now about the health effects mm-hmm. of so- soft drinks. People mm-hmm. tend to think of, of them as very unhealthy. I'm just wondering, do you, do you feel unhealthy? Do I feel unhealthy? It's hard to say because I think if you were feeling the way I feel, you would feel unhealthy. Right. But I feel like me. I can't say that that means I feel good. But um, but to go back to your question, you know, unhealthy drinks are not like a new thing by any means. Have you ever heard of Radithor? 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 All right, so, so back in the 20s, there was an energy drink with radium called Radithor, okay? And, and, and the idea was it was just radioactive material in water. They claimed Radithor gave you energy and cured a bunch of things. They also implied um, that Radithor increased male virility. Radithor also killed, uh, you know, people. So people would just uh, drink radioactive material dissolved in water. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just looking it up here. Uh, there's actually, there's an eBay ad. Uh, there's a bottle of Radithor for sale. Oh, come on now. It's currently $659. got to be kidding me. Just, it says here, this certified radioactive water uh-huh. was advertised as a, quote, Cure for the living dead uh-huh. and, quote, perpetual sunshine. Mm-hmm. It goes on. One guy who used it, uh, Eben Byers, 
died from radiation poisoning, and they had to bury him in a lead-lined coffin. Yeah, that's what you get when you drink uh, radioactive material. So they made a beverage which not only killed a man, but his dead body would have, had they not taken precautions, uh, killed all life around him. Yes, presumably his dead body is still radiating the poisons that he drank from Radithor. In fact, the the ad goes on. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> they exhumed him for study in 1965. Oh, come and on. And his r- remains were still quite radioactive. Yep. It then mentions that the developer of Radithor was not an actual medical doctor. Yeah, that sounds about right to me, too. Also, the bottle is in very good condition. So there's your original power drink for you. I, that says to me more about human beings than it does about soft drinks, to be perfectly honest. Uh- our yeah. our willingness, our our eagerness to find something to your your in. chronic search for potency. Yeah, that's my evaluation of humanity: a chronic search for potency. Hello. Hey, I'm calling for Jeff. Yep. Hey, Jeff. Uh, you you're um you're the man behind the bygone times vintage, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty. <laughs> Um, I, I noticed one of your eBay listings. So you put up the Radithor? Radithor? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that for real? Oh, yeah. What happened was I was at a flea market and I found a, a set of about 20, 25 of these things. Okay. It was like a shipping crate or something. And uh, so, yeah, I have sold a few of those. Now and is it so, is it a reproduction or is it an original bottle? No, these these are original. <laughs> yeah, original. Did you check them with a Geiger counter? Um, I have not. I don't. Uh, I I just assumed they wouldn't have any. There's no contents in them, obviously. But I haven't. No, I didn't. I didn't check them with a the Geiger counter. I don't. I suspected since they're from the 1920s, it would be done gone I think maybe it wouldn't be gone yeah yeah I don't know maybe they wouldn't I don't know <laughs> can I put them on a, under a black light or something I hope it's not still active I would huh that raises a interesting question sir did did you know much about uh, Radithor when you, you know, when you... No, no. Yeah. No, I got on... Uh, fortunately, now we have the internet, uh, and Google is quite helpful. It's really an interesting story. I don't know if you've taken the time to uh, to look into it, but it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah well, I just, I just heard about it. It's um, crazy that we, we humans did that. I know. Like, I like the story about the guy who um, died from it. And then they dug him up in the 60s in his lead-lined coffin. He was still radioactive. That's why I worry. I feel like uh, you should maybe get checked out. You are I think I will, yeah. I yeah. think I will now that you said that, because I didn't really think that the glass would hold any of that, but I guess it's possible. You know, radiation you don't want to mess around with, I guess, when it comes down no. to it. No. No, I hear you. Hey, I have to, uh, I'm driving and I, I don't want to, I'm getting onto a busy road now, so I need to unfortunately hang up on you. Got it, cool. yeah. Be safe. Okay, bye. Lewis, one, one quick thing I want to ask you about. Um, I have, in my life, uh, occasionally dropped a can of soda. Oh, yeah. 
Has that ever happened to you? Oh, it's an awful experience. It, you feel, I mean, obviously very shaken. There's a rush, I guess, of uh, in human being terms, it'd be like a rush of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, you're feeling just very, very um, hyper after the shakeup. And then you start to sort of resettle back to a neutral state, but you have this awful kind of nauseous, sicky, sleepy feeling after the fact. And you feel kind of dumb, you know, the shakeup kind of like rattles you a little bit and it takes a little bit of time for your intelligence to kind of come back to you. It's an awful experience. Hey, I imagine too, like we often, after that happens, we will tap on what would be your head. Don't. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't. Don't. There's no reason to do it. It doesn't do anything to the carbonation. All it does is annoy us in a very sensitive moment. Yeah, don't do that. We'll hear more from Lewis, the generic can of cola, in a moment. But first, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. Most of us are brushing our teeth wrong. It's either not long enough or we forget to change the brush on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing. But not Quip. Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes. It has a built-in timer and they have subscription plans. So you don't have to worry about getting new brush heads or toothpaste. They're delivered right to your door on schedule. So you replace your brush on time, you have better oral hygiene at an affordable price with the sleekest design you've ever seen for an electric toothbrush. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com truth right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash truth. Spelled G-E-T-Q-I-P dot com slash truth. Okay, now back to Lewis, the generic can of cola. So, Lewis, I, this might be awkward to talk about, but I feel like there's a hierarchy to sodas, at least in terms of how humans think about them. Sure. At the top, there's, you know, Coke and Pepsi, and then there's 7-Up and Sprite. And then there's these, you know, like your Sunkist and Grape Soda Fanta that are kind of at the bottom. I wonder if that, does that hierarchy, does it mean the same thing to you? Well, let me tell you something about Fanta. I mean, sure, here in the U.S., it's not the most sophisticated soft drink, but overseas, it's huge. Like Japan, huge. Fanta. Fanta. In Thailand, it's all over the place. If you walk down the street there, you'll see half-open bottles of Fanta everywhere. Strawberry Fanta in particular, everywhere, just hanging out. Just like sitting on the street. Yeah, just on the street. Because humans there use Strawberry Fanta as an offering to ghosts. So they leave it out on the street because they're giving it to ghosts. Yes. Friendly ghosts, according to local custom, love sweet red soda. So if you leave it out, it attracts them, and they hang out around your house and protect you from, you know, I guess whatever unfriendly ghosts might come around, who I guess don't love sweet red soda. Right. Do you do you know what it is about um, strawberry Fanta in particular? Uh, because of the color. So there's a theory that it's because they can't do blood offerings anymore. And so strawberry Fanta, which is another, you know, red uh, uh, viscous liquid, would be the next best thing. Strawberry Fanta, among the sodas available to us, looks the most like blood. Yeah, which I personally don't. See? Okay. But, you know, it's a Thailand thing. We humans, we think a lot about, you know, spirits or or at least, you know, what might happen to us after we die. Do you, as a cola, do you think about that? The afterlife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
How do you not? You think about it all the time. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I'm reaching that age myself where I'm probably not going to be around that much longer. Mm-hmm. You are, I mean, you are recyclable. Uh, yeah. Which opens up a whole other conversation. You know, my, my body, my can will almost certainly be re- repurposed. And then that leads me to, you know, ask questions of like, well, have I already been repurposed? I don't know. You could have been any number of sodas or... Or anything else. An airplane? I could have been. I actually, when I was younger, I used to have a recurring nightmare that I was... There was a plane crashing. There was an ocean and a beach. And in the it was nighttime and it was raining and there was a plane crashing on the beach. And uh, I used to like to think that uh, in a previous existence, I was part of an airplane. And this was some sort of uh, memory that had traveled with me. Maybe I was part of like a... I don't know, ventilation system on board of a 747 or something. You referred to your your can as your body, yeah. or your body as your can. Is, yeah. is there an equivalency between, you know, uh, humans talk about body and soul? Oh. Is, is uh, I'm sorry. Is, no, 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 no. I'm only sighing because I wish I had the answer to this question. Is there an equivalence? Yes. Yes, the body-mind problem that human beings have been dealing with since the days of Descartes is uh, something all too familiar to us cans of soda. Am I just a can? Am I soda? What does it mean to be soda? Am I part of the larger ocean of soda out there? Am I just the individuated soda? Am I soda interacting with a can? Am I can being slowly eaten away by the soda inside me? I've thought about this a lot. Yeah, I don't have an answer, but it's something I wrestle with all the time. What am I fundamentally? Once the soda's gone, the can remains, but bye-bye me, I think. Yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows? These are the mysteries that permeate every level of existence, as far as I know. I have to say, I think I think about the type of can you are with the pull tab. Mm-hmm. And then I think about other cans in the kitchen, you know, like a soup can. I don't know if you know any soup cans. I, I know a couple of soup cans. And it, it occurs to me, you are so lucky <laughs> because... You think about the way a soup can gets opened. Oh yeah, that the a can opener to me seems like a torture device. It is, and let me tell you something else too. The I thank God every day of my life that I was not born a can administer any soup. I at least have lived a life. I know where I've been. You know, I'm not all of my dreams may have necessarily come true. I may have taken a couple of bad turns here and there, but at least at the end of the day, I've been witness to my own life. These poor bastards who are stuck in these soup cans. We talk about hermetically sealed. They lose all sense of time and perspective. When you open a can of soup, when they wake up, they have no idea how much time has passed. They're like astronauts coming out of cryogenic freeze. And they're all spaced out and they're completely disoriented. They don't know what's going on. And their wake-up call is being torn open by these damn can openers. What a nightmare of an existence. Their flesh is literally busted open only to wake up into a world that they don't know anything about. All the rest of us stay away from the cans of soup. And I'll be honest with you, I feel awful about it. But whenever I try to talk to a can of soup, they are weird. Um. You've mentioned that you're you're feeling like you're nearing the end of your life. Oh yeah. What do you feel old or? Oh you, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very much so. I know for a fact I'm old. I can look at my expiration date. Okay, and can I ask how close you are? T minus two weeks to go, my friend. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
So what? But you could keep going on after that. I That's could. just that, I could. It's not recommended, but I could. Does it seem? I mean, I, I think about this with you because um, it. And I'm sorry if I have this isn't the right way to put it, but it seems like your purpose is to be consumed by a human. Yeah. And so, you know, we all want to serve our purpose. We all want to be useful. Yeah. Um, and yet for you, the moment of your use is the moment where you are no more. And I wonder if that's something you anticipate with optimism or if it feels like, you know, approaching the end. That's a paradox, isn't it? It is, yeah. Well, I guess on the one hand, I do sort of dread the idea of being consumed. Yeah. You know, all beings endeavor to persist in their own being. Spinoza said that. I heard about that from a uh, cup of coffee. Hmm. But on the other hand, I guess on some level, I still hope that, uh, that I will kind of fulfill myself by being consumed. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that dream is still, is still very much alive. Though yeah. if I'm being perfectly honest with you, um, you know, I do... I do sometimes fear that that moment has passed. I feel weird saying this, but um, I could drink you. Right now? Yeah. I mean, I want, I, 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 I want you, I'm, I am thirsty, but I also, I want this to be a good moment for you. I, I want you to be ready. I don't want you to do it if you're not ready. Well... I'll make a deal with you. I've always said I wanted to go with my eyes wide open. I'm prepared to end it here if you promise me that even if you're disgusted by how I taste, you will finish the cam. I I will make you that promise. Is there anything you want to say to the humans you've encountered, the cans you've encountered, the countertops you've known? I think... I think overall, I would say life is a gift and a blessing. And I don't believe anything ends, but everything simply transforms into the next thing. I would say, uh, if I can be a little bit soft-hearted and sentimental for a moment or two, uh, it's a gift to get to be anything at all. Hmm. Well, maybe what what we'll do, in the just in the interest of, of journalism, is I'll... Uh... I'll drink about half, mm -hmm. and then we'll check in again. Great. Do you want to talk while I'm drinking you? I don't... Just... No. Okay. No, I want to have the full experience. Okay. But I'll check in with you at the halfway mark. All right, so um, I'm, uh, I'm picking you up. <sighs> Give me one second. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <sighs> this, I have to say, feels delightful. All right, well, uh, I guess uh, cheers, cheers to you with you. Here's hoping for the best. I mean, you're, um, you are delicious. Thank you. You're very gentle. 
This is a trippy feeling. I'm not going to lie. All right. My first report. <laughs> feeling very spacious inside right now. Feeling got, I, got, I got room to be. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm feeling the warmth of the tummy. Very strange thing. I'm in two places at once. Spacious in my own body, but feeling warm and secure in your own tummy. Mm-hmm. Wow. All of a sudden, I find myself uh, thinking about my body. I'm thinking about my body, and I'm hoping that my body is a good place for you. I think so. I don't mind telling you my first impression of the inside of your own tummy. You seem to be taking pretty good care of yourself. Thank you. Yeah. I am seeing some, are you sweating? Seeing some. With joy. All right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little more. You go ahead and finish me off. Okay. Are you, are you still there? For more episodes of Everything is Alive, go to everythingisalive.com. Everything is Alive is produced by Jennifer Mills and Ian Chilak. Special thanks to the reporting of Patrick Wynn and Timothy Jorgensen. We heard the song Sheets 2 by the group Mountains off the album Coral. And Lewis the Can of Cola was played by Lewis Kornfeld. Both The Truth and Everything is Alive are part of Radiotopia from PRX, a curated network of extraordinary cutting-edge shows. Find out more at radiotopia.fm. The associate producer of The Truth is Davey Gardner. Our intern is Maria Bobbitt-Shertok. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing... The Truth. Radiotopia.